1: Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
0: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt.
2: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
0: As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our little feelings about those characters, and make those characters fight for our and hopefully your amusement. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as almost always, except for that one time, it's Ken Knapsock.
3: Glad to be here drinking our friend whiskey out of a new little glass you got here. Yeah. That's a nice imperial insignia on it. Yeah,
0: I got you with a little yeah. imperial uh, shot glass, and I got myself a little rebel one. Ah, that, is, that, is, that is our relationship on air here. <laughs> it is r- really is. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: well, cheers to that. Cheers so, to that, yeah. Uh, I- yeah, so glad to be here. It's a crazy week, Comic-Con and everything, but I'm ready to, ready to kill some of our
0: heroes. Yeah, too. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this was a, a, a lovely uh, find here at Convergence. These guys, uh, the convention oh, yeah. I was at, they were sitting there together. And it felt cruel to separate them, like 3PO and R2-D2. So I'm glad that they can be here together. And as we're uh, heading into Star uh, Star Wars Diego, San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con, with some Star Wars news, we figured we might as well have a really interesting fight, because San Diego Comic-Con itself is kind of a a fight. It's a hot, sweaty mess, and I think that's what this episode is going to be. That's just at the train tracks. (laughs) Yep. Are you ready for your first combatant?
3: I do believe I am.
0: Excellent. Our first combatant is someone I believe you know well, Ken, because I think you've studied up on him in particular for quiz purposes. It is Clegg Holdfast. (laughs) Yeah. Good old-fashioned pod racer, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the lesser known of the lesser known podcast racers. Here's what StarWars.com Data Bank has to say about good old Clegg Holdfast. An arrogant journalist for pod racing quarterly, (laughs) (laughs) Clegg Holdfast considered himself an expert racer and loved showing off his chest full of medals. His fancy decorations did Holdfast no good during the Boonta Eve Classic. On the race's second lap, Sabalba's illegal flame jets cooked Holdfast's engines, causing him to crash into the desert. Mm. That mm. is just a thing of beauty, you know. I, I started this podcast because I thought every once in a while we'll learn something really fun from the database entries that we didn't know, yeah. like pod racing quarterly.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah, uh, Clegg Holdfast is one of the more memorable ones because he, when he's announced, he's got like medals. On his chest, and he bows, and he, he's got he has oh, got an arrogance to him. Yeah, he's got
0: that little British bow, right? He's yep. got a little hand roll, a little he paw looked, roll.
3: He looks like a, a British colonel in, a, in an army <laughs> that's in the Spanish-French-American uh, War yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You
0: know? yeah, absolutely. I think he has been forgotten, even though he has that memorable moment on film, because yeah. he's just not as weird-looking. In the whole pantheon of new creatures from Phantom Menace, he kind of looks like uh, we had a bunch of CGI parts left over and he <laughs> slapped Clegg Holdfast together. He
3: does. He looks a little like Sam the Eagle, the Muppet.
0: <laughs> yes, he does have that sort of erudite. Uh, yes. He's got a straight back. It's Very, a good little dancer. Good posture. Uh, and then he's got a little beaky face. Is that right?
3: It's, it's a beaky face. It's a flat beak. A but, flat but beak. Straight on? Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle. And what is what's
0: the rest of his body like?
3: Um, you know, I'm trying to get another picture. This picture, I think he's just he's just two arms, two legs. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna confirm that, but I think so. He's one point five two meters tall, eye color, red, skin color, and orange, white, and yellow mix. Affiliations, of course pod racing quarterly.
0: (laughs) Okay, it it is a weird move that a journalist would enter the sport in which they are a journalist of. It's not like people who write about football just run into the field real quick. (laughs) A little uh, little George Plimpton Plimpton, and a little bit of
3: uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you're going to write about it, you might as well experience it. Yeah.
3: Uh, I can confirm he has uh, two arms. Two legs, three toes on each foot.
0: Okay, and does he have a, 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 a round little body?
3: He does. He does. You know, so I've never thought much about Klee's legs and body, <laughs> but yeah, definitely uh, um, th- uh, an extent. He's not. I wouldn't call him. I don't want to make sure I'm, he's not pudgy. Okay, round, but he's got some round. If you're right, if you're drawing him, if you're an animator, you probably put some circles.
0: You're gonna start with some circles. Yeah. You can okay. Put some circles, in. but it looks uh, hefty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. Rubenesque Clegg Holdfast. That is great. Uh, Do you have any emotions towards Clegg Holdfast?
3: Yeah, you you know, I do. I... I I got to say, I kind of like the, the bow and the arrogance that's very um, apparent, even though I'm just learning this entry now, I could have, if you would ask me to describe Clegg Holdfast before, I'm sure I probably would have described him similar to how uh, Star Wars does. Yeah. So yeah, I like, I like, I like those pod racers. Yeah. As silly as some of them can be.
0: I mean, Ben, Ben Quadraneros is the silliest of the silliest. Absolutely. Big old silly putty face. Yeah. And there's something that I like about Clegg Holdfast of we have, have remembered the truly ridiculous, like Ben Quadneros, and we've forgotten the only mildly ridiculous. So now it is time for uh, Clegg Holdfast with a great dumb name to shine. Your time to shine, Clegg, you arrogant journalist. And he is going to be going up against our next combatant, which will be a challenge for us name-wise to keep this straight. (laughs) His combatant is... Kleeg Lars. It was funny. I started typing that <laughs> before you even said it. So it's Clegg versus Kleeg. <laughs> we have to be really Klieg careful Klieg. on how we say these things. Here's what StarWars.com databank has to say about Kleeg. Yeah. Klieg Lars was a modest, good-hearted moisture farmer who lived on the Lars homestead, not far from the township of Anchorhead. During a trip to the bustling spaceport of Mos Espa, Kleeg fell in love with Shmi Skywalker, a slave owned by Toydarian junk trader Watto. Kleeg purchased Schmie's freedom and soon after made her his bride. They lived a quiet existence for years on the homestead, surviving against the harsh desert elements, with Owen, Kleeg's son from a previous union, and Owen's girlfriend, Beru White's son. The Lars homestead was a tiny island of familial warmth amidst the endless desert wastes. Until tragedy struck, dot, dot, dot. Oh, man. That's kind of a it's a weird one, yeah. uh, entry-wise. Yeah. It starts out the exact opposite of Clegg. Yeah. He's modest. He's good-hearted. He's not an arrogant journalist. No.
3: <laughs> he's a good man. He's a good man. He freed this slave out of love and the
0: kindness of his heart. That's right. He fell in love and made her his bride. And we can also assume that he's kind of open-minded, because he's just like, eh, yeah. screw Brew White Son's parents. She, she's just your girlfriend. She can live with us. She can live here. Um, yeah, and and you know,
3: he's he's tall, 1.83 meters. Oh, really? Uh, hair color, light brown, eye color blue, skin color fair, but really it's weathered. Um, you know, he's portrayed by actor Jack Thompson. He he looks old here, but he could be 30 for oh, yeah. all we know.
0: In Tatooine? Yeah, yeah, in Tatooine years for sure.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Owen's five in Attack of the Clouds. That's <laughs> how bad the sun is. Uh, yeah, so we got any other stats? We got a quote for him? We, do
3: a, we have a couple quotes here taken from the movie. Uh, Those Tuscans walk like men, but they're vicious, mindless monsters. 30 of us went out after her. Four of us came back. Yeah, I'd be with them only after I lost my leg. I just couldn't ride anymore until I heal. Good old click. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I never really thought about the heal part because obviously he's, he's wounded. Yeah. It's bandaged.
3: Lost a leg? Yeah.
0: Is he is he implying that he can grow one back? <laughs>
3: yeah. Or the back does not kick it in to grow a leg. Oh no,
0: yeah. Maybe they have to have a uh, bacta evaporators to suck yeah. the bacta out of the atmosphere. Who knows? How do you feel about Kligars? I know you like impersonating Kliglars, yeah. <laughs> Uh and you do a fine fine job of it. Oh, yes. uh, but do you like the character? Do you think he's ridiculous?
3: Uh, no. You know what's uh, this? And this maybe why I'm a uh, along with you a uh, hashtag prequelist. I didn't ever think I'd want to know who Owen's father was, but in the movie, it works. It makes sense. It's a family farm type situation. He definitely looks like he belongs to Tatooine. He's dressed like a Jedi, Uh, so he definitely (laughs) belongs there. And it's just one of those little tiny, tiny things where... The world has expanded, and it, it makes sense. Like, that would be Owen's dad, and Owen kind of grows in to be him anyways, yeah. you know? Uh, and the casting's good, too. If you look at it, it looks it looks like, uh, what is it, Phil Brown, who's yeah, Uncle Owen in New Hope.
0: Yeah, and Jack Thompson. What a great name. What yeah. a great, grizzled, weathered name. Jack Thompson. I'm Jack Thompson, Star Wars P.I. And
3: I, and I love, I always did love one of my favorite moments in Detective Clones, um, which may be my least favorite prequel movie, he... He does that hand like I'm Klig Lars, like officially introducing <laughs> him. You
0: know? It really is like I want you to know my name before <laughs> you buy my action figure when they make one of me. Um, I'm Klig Lars. I'm
3: Klig of House Lars. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I always really liked him because I I think the actor did a great job. I think he gave like weight and power yeah. to the situation with Schmi and kind of set up something that, uh, of that air of look. I'm I'm kind. I'm I'm yeah. an open hearted farmer man, but. Uh, some things just can't be done, which really set up Owen for a, a new hope for, like, look, this is, this is the way life is. It's hard and it's dirty, but, you know, we're kind of Puritans and we put our nose to the sand and we, we get things done. We get some water out of the atmosphere and that's all there is. And yeah. Nothing else to be done about that. And then, you know, to have Jedi Anakin swoop in and go, like oh, no, I can do anything I want. (laughs) He does a great job of creating that contrast.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it fills out the universe quite well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I hope that his leg grows back before he dies. I don't think it did, but I can have some headcanon. All right, anything else? Any other thoughts before we go? No,
3: I think that's good. I'm looking through it, but no, no, I think we're ready.
0: All right, in that case, let us fight. Yeah.
2: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Now, we try to avoid Tatooine, but in <sighs> celebration, because simply because we go there so often, we, but in yeah. celebration of the heat and misery that is San Diego Comic-Con... That will soon be descending upon all of us.
3: I'm pack some extra underwear.
0: Yep, that's right. Some lucky people might be listening to this podcast, trying to keep the earbuds in their sweating ears as yeah. they walk through the streets of San Diego. I certainly hope so. Uh, both Ken and I will be there, uh, sweating away. Should we go to Tatooine in honor of the horrible heat?
3: Once you introduce Clegg into this, yes, yeah, because uh, he
0: doesn't go off world. Clegg could have
3: done some investigative reporting elsewhere,
0: absolutely. But
3: no, this has got to be tattooing.
0: absolutely, absolutely. So, when should we set this? Now they both uh, have quite a lifespan, so we could go pre-Phantom Menace, we could go uh, right after Phantom Menace. I don't believe Clegg explodes or dies when he gets uh, it's, cooked not, by Sabalba's flame jets.
3: Double, yeah, he's not listed as dead.
0: Okay, then Clegg is still kicking around as far right. as I'm concerned.
3: Right, right. Cleeg is listed as dead, which doesn't really matter to us <laughs> here on Data Bank <laughs> Brawl. Uh, I, I think maybe there's an interesting narrative to put this after the events of Attack of the Clones. I like that. Because it might put Cleeg in a shattered emotional state that we can use in our story.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. I like this idea that he, uh, he thinks his leg can heal more. He's not going to grow another leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. But he, he thinks it's going to heal enough that he can be back to fighting form, which is what we need him to be here in yeah. Data Bank Brawl. So it's happening after the events of Attack of the Clones. Right. I think that Kleeg has got just the world's crappiest robotic leg. It's not even robotic because it's not like in touch with his like nervous yeah, system yeah. or anything. It's just. One like of the vaporators broke, and he cobbled that together into basically like a pirate leg. Yeah. Uh,
3: I, I, uh, oh, and I'm I'm gonna make my own leg today. <laughs> sure, pops.
0: <laughs>
3: and it's, yeah, it's worked like that. It just kind of straps it on.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he, you know what? Let's just let's just put salt in the wound because there is uh, or sand in the wound yeah. <laughs> because there's sand everywhere. Uh, let's say he's going into to Mos Espa. Yeah. Uh, to try to get a replacement protocol droid the one that was stolen by Anakin and Padme. The one that, like, Owen's like, did
3: we have a droid? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, uh, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this will begin the process in which the Lars family has protocol droid after protocol droid that looks exactly like C-3PO. Yes. So why would Owen remember that particular protocol droid? Yeah, exactly. It's like a
3: mini Star Wars counseling here (laughs) in databank. Pro.
0: A million protocol droids. So Klieg with his big robot pirate leg... Stump goes into Mos Espa, clanking around to find a <laughs> yeah. protocol droid that can speak bocce.
3: Right, right. And I think it's in this uh, droid, R, droids RS uh, type of uh, store that he's in. Uh, uh, I guess it would be like a market. I don't know how you could pick up droids in Mos Espa. Is it a store? Is yeah. Is it a storefront? A uh, dealer? A droid dealer? I
0: think there is a, uh, yeah, just, I think there's a sort of, uh, it translates from Hatties to Whatever. There's a store that's <laughs> called Whatever in Hatties. That's like, Hmaw. it's like
3: a Walgreens. Yeah, it's, it's like a,
0: a it's like a dirty criminal Walgreens. It's kind of a flea market. Yeah, where just random crap is available. Yeah, there's some droids, some prepackaged sandwiches that were actually from other stores <laughs> that they just bought and put there on the shelves. Yeah, you you get the feeling that everything in here has been stolen. Yeah, but. but- yeah. yeah, legitimate enough. Fell for off a, a good delivery farmer. truck, exactly. And I,
3: I think. Look, here's what I, I think. He finds his droid. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll call uh, C three uh, three six uh, one. I don't know. Is that is that, is that clumsy enough? <laughs> yeah, exactly. C three six one. C three six one. Uh, you'd think C three. There's C three. Yeah, you'd think there'd be another letter in there, but this droid's a bargain basement droid. <laughs> All right. C
0: three six one. Three. It is. I'm so bad at making uh, up yeah, names. Yeah, this numbers. is a really crappy protocol. Yeah, it's crappy. Put back together with parts, terrible. He Just buys terrible.
3: them. He asks, you, uh you speak bocce? Uh, I don't know, sir. I don't speak much like languages. I haven't been programmed. He's a cockney droid to Anthony Daniels, <laughs> trim and proper. Um, so they are walking out of the store. I think that purchase is done. Yeah. And C361, C3 is so clumsy. He bumps into a very prim and proper creature walking along with a little entourage, and Clegg holds fast.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, C361 uh, bumps into Clegg mm-hmm. and knocks a strange device out of Clegg's hand, Ooh. and it falls to the sand, and Clegg, who I guess we get to decide what he sounds like, uh, I think uh, Clegg is very proper, so I yes. think he says, mm-hmm. what? That was my recorder! That's exactly the voice I would have done. He does this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a, just a ton of fussy British noises for sure. <laughs> when, I, when I was in the podcast racing, uh, so it, it, yeah. he had been walking the streets doing a uh, alien on the street interviews yes. about the upcoming pod race to see who who would win. Right, and He's there was gonna report back. There's some talk too of pod racing being outlawed. Mm. And so
3: it makes Clegg very unhappy. Holdfast wants to race. Yeah. So yeah. he's already in a grumpy
0: mood. Clegg can't hold his fast, ironically. Yeah, yeah. No. He needs to no. move. No. So he's fussy and proper. So I think he, he demands an apology. I mm-hmm. think he says, You, sir, must apologize to Clegg Holdfast. And I, of course, I think Cleeg Lars responds by introducing himself.
3: Hi, I'm Cleeg Lars. Uh, this is my new droid, C361. He's clumsy. Uh, I apologize profusely for him. It's hard to find good droids here.
0: And I think exactly at that moment, yeah. C361's head just pops off. <laughs> And it launches into the air, and it cracks down on Clegg Holdfast's beaky skull. Oh, this is definitely a prequel era story. <laughs> yeah, it's super wacky, and you lose limbs and heads. <laughs> so, but it cracks into Clegg Holdfast, and there's no way. He thinks he's being punked now. There's yeah. no way. And I think being a creature of honor, yeah. he uh, reaches into a little pouch he has, and he has a glove in there. And he asks one of his cohorts... Got a random <laughs> a random Malsterian with him. He's yeah. like his, his buddy. Yeah. He asks his Malsterian buddy to lift him up so he can slap Cleeg Lars in the face <laughs> with his glove and says, Sir, I challenge you to a duel. Cleeg says,
3: Well, look, I wow, wow wow, wow. Slow down, slow slow down there. Uh Lars is not a man of violence, but Cleeg Lars will defend himself. I uh, proved that with me and 30 men went out to ride against the Tuscan Raiders. um, And and at this point, Clegg just cuts him off. (laughs) I have challenged you to a duel, sir.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Do you accept or do you not? Right. And I think Clegg accepts uh, because that's just the kind of guy he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think uh, they discuss exactly what kind of duel it should be, if it's fisticuffs or weapons. Oof. Oof. I think, I don't.
3: You don't travel around and live around Tatooine, especially out by yourself on a moisture farm, without having some sort of weapon with you. Yeah. But Clegg, I don't know if it, he'd pull out a blaster and start fighting. No. He seems like the type of guy that would say, all right, well, let's go outside and settle this. They're already outside, of course. Yeah. I think almost fisticuffs might work.
0: Yeah, I think Yeah, I think maybe because Clegg is uh, uh, such a creature of honor, right? he would want them to have matching weapons. So I Ooh, think he goes okay. up to, he accepts it's a no blasters. They agree, agree on the no blasters. It's a very civil no conversation. Blasters, no blasters, no blasters. No blasters, That's what the Malsterian says in yes. Hust- Huttese. They go up to one of those food vendors that are all hmm. around Mos Espa yeah. who have uh, the strange little frog creatures on skewers. is that... Big one that kind of reminds me of Sweetums from the Muppets Come exactly, Around. Exactly. That big scary one with a mouth that is too open. Yeah. It shouldn't a mouth shouldn't be that open on Tatooine. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> exactly. They go to two open mouth vendor. Yeah. And they get frog skewers. And there are still frogs on them, but they're big long oh, skewers. The skewers are the weapons. The frogs are just a tasty bonus. <laughs> exactly. Okay. The two, the victor go the spoils. <laughs> And the frogs. So I think they, they uh, take up stances mm. across the street. They're both at a disadvantage uh, in the street clears, of course, because uh, people aren't exactly yeah. sure what's going on, but they're used to people fighting with... Yeah. Whatever, just exactly. like the store.
3: And oddly enough, Quinlan Voss is there again, and he's just
0: sitting <laughs> there quietly watching. He's still just checking things out. Yep,
3: not going to do a thing.
0: I think uh, we could put that in our headcanon, that Quinlan Voss is watching almost all of our databank <laughs> brawls from somewhere, somehow, in That's the distance. Secret non-canon mission. He always senses a disturbance in the forest. People fighting for no good for no reason. No good reason. All right, so they have mm-hmm. their little space frog skewers. Yeah. This is a terrible fight because... It is. Look, Clegg Holdfast is not not very tall. Clee Lars has got a bad stump pike leg. Not moving fast. But he has the high ground because he's taller. (laughs) Yeah. I have the high ground. So... I think, uh, I think they set up. I think Vat says, and now we shall yep. duel on the count of three. One, two, three. All right, you asked for it. And they launch toward each other. Who hits first? Um, I think God,
3: I used to play a fencing game on Epic's... California games on the Commodore 64. Uh, I think it was that game. It might have been Summer Olympics. I don't know. One of those classic epics games if okay. you had a Commodore in the 80s. And I think it's very slow, three steps forward. This is a... This is a oh, this is straight so up fencing. This is fencing. Okay. And because Cleeg would fight like a, a, a dirty back alley brawler, but he can't move that fast. Yeah. So I think he tries, and he's just kind of... Sli- and Cleeg gets in first and just right in the top right chest... Oh right, right. In Not his, quite
0: the heart, but just almost. He, shoulder. Pokes, he pokes him just under the clavicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good strong clavicle poke. Right. Right. Okay. Right, right. Excellent. Excellent, and I think Clegg uh, yells out in pain, but he tries to be proper, so he says, ha, ha, "Oh, oh, oh!" And I think uh, I think Clegg feels very guilty. Like, oh, look, I'm sorry, and and I think uh, maybe Clegg says, like, oh, look, I, I, I'm i Clegg Lars, and I'm sorry I had to do that, but you know, I, hopefully this has uh, settled things. I, I'm sorry I won, but uh, and he bows a little bit, yeah, and that it. It's not over. Yeah. Cle- Cleeg thought it was over. No, yeah. Clegg says no. No. So I think Clegg actually, as Cleague bows, <laughs> trying to have honor, I think Clegg basically mm-hmm. uses the skier instead of poking, but is a battering ram. And he swings it into oh, yeah. the side of Cleague's head. Yeah. The hot, wet frogs explode yes. and just just burrow it, into uh, Cleague's ears, it, even yeah. with the gross, wet frog meat explosion. If you've never heard the sound of a space
3: frog splatting against human flesh, I mean, (laughs) you don't want it. It's truly
0: disturbing. (laughs) It's like a Taco yeah. exploding yeah. on the streets of San Diego. Yeah. It's, it's like just terrible. Who
3: ran through a Del Taco drive <laughs> drive
0: through? Um,
3: yeah, and it's all up against Cleeg. Uh, it's everywhere. No, one I'm of p- the frogs exploded. It was it was uh, overcooked frog. Yeah, and Cleeg uh, is like, what? Why, why would you? Die? <laughs> uh, the fight was over, sir. I won for... Uh. And so Cleeg. Uh, immediately kicks in to some, you know, instinct, survival instinct. And I think he takes his skewer and he just slaps uh, Clegg on the other side.
0: Oh, yeah. So he slaps him too. They're both burned. Uh, uh, Clegg yells again. "Ah!" At this point, his Mausterian friend is just kind of trying to hold in the (laughs) laugh because this is brutal. But funny to people from the outside. They don't quite feel. Quinlan, the Quinlan's pain. in the
3: corner just like, oh, I'm so yes. glad I'm not involved with this one, too. He can
0: feel the pain, but yeah. it's amusing pain. The yeah. force tells him it's also funny. Yeah. Uh, so I think, yes, uh, Clegg uh, rears back. He, yeah. he, he falls from this and he gets up his strength and he just starts charging. Mm. And Clegg realizes, I can't hold back. Right. I think this thing has fury. And he realizes, I didn't want to do this. Yeah. But there is advantage to having a gross junk mechanical leg. Oh, yeah. And I think he uses a tremendous amount of core strength to balance himself on his good foot. <laughs> and as Clegg runs up, Clegg mm-hmm. just kicks him so hard with his big oh, metal yeah. leg. And I think Clegg gets some serious air.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah Clegg goes falling, flying through the air and lands on his Malisterian friend um, they've collapsed to the ground and Clegg is spent this is an older man he's weathered by the Sun he's his leg his phantom limb pains are coming back so he has that little wheelchair thing he's got the little hover chair mm-hmm. it's nearby that's he, he, what he okay. took into town you know he still it's he a long a, ride long ride so he could you know give some thought to life
0: yeah
3: <laughs> Uh, so he gets on that, <laughs> and he's like, I'm heading out of here. Me. Mm-hmm. Starts taking off. C- Clegg Lars is going. And so Clegg gets up. Yeah. And is like, oh, no, this is my world. This yeah. is how, that's, oh, you want to race? Oh, I'll, I'll race with you. Nice. So he grabs uh, a, a little tiny uh, speeder from someone uh, that's just sitting there. He just steals it. Just steals it. He's he, he all honors out the window. And he starts taking off after him. Nice. It's nice. one of the older models. Luke would eventually not, uh, you know, make fun of it when he got his cool new speeder. Right.
0: Um, so, it's so this a, is not a speeder bike. This isn't a swoop bike. This no. is a, an old like a speeder, like an old kind of speeder, like one a that land you, speeder. You would
3: almost swear it has wheels on it and it's connected to some kind of production rig. It, right. It's running that not 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 you know that lack of smoothness to it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, this so, is a
0: Dodge Dart of land speeders. <laughs> yes, it is. You and
3: I both own Millennium <laughs> Fairmonts as That's our first right. cars. This is like driving a Millennium Fairmont in well into the 90s <laughs> like I did. So, uh, Klieg's got a good head start, but he's not moving fast. So, the speeder is racing. So, now we got a race. Yeah. And now the citizens downtown here in Moss Espa are excited. Oh, yeah. And they're starting to take bets.
0: Yeah, I think somebody picked up. Uh, I think, in fact, the Malisterian friend picked up the recorder that started this all in his recording this. Yes. He's given play-by-play, play and he thinks, I'm going to get a job as a podcasting quarterly journalist. <laughs> it's not really podcasting, but good enough. But uh, I think even with how crappy mm-hmm. this old speeder is, this yeah. land speeder, he, he is going to overtake uh, yeah. Klieg real quickly. So I think Klieg realizes that. He still has the skewer, yeah. and this has become a joust. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Klee turns around. So
3: he turns it around.
0: He turns around. He's, All right. he's got this. the frog skewer ready. Uh, you asked for it. You asked for it, now,
3: right? Now, Clegg sees this is happening. Yeah. Has his skewer still, too. Yep. Frog guts and bits hanging off of it. So he gets ready, too. <laughs> and now where it's like we're at a tourney at Hall here yep. at Game of Thrones. They're
0: where... racing toward one another.
3: Well, racing's a liberal use They're, of that yes, term. Yes,
0: they are slowly racing toward one another. Yes. Mm. All right, I think this is a I think this is a good place to pause our narrative and decide <laughs> who deserves to win. Uh both like who who would really win in a serious fight a serious fight. serious this is a serious fight. A serious fight and who do we want to win?
3: You know, I, this is the first time where I like I kind of want both to win, <laughs> but I think Klee has a special place in my heart. Yeah. And I don't think he started this fight. And no. this, this might be the time on Databank Brawl to teach a lesson to those who would choose violence so easily,
0: like yeah. Clegg did
3: in this fight. So I, I would choose Cleeg Lars.
0: Yeah, this is a tale maybe of misunderstanding, but more of yeah. morality. It if is. Clegg had listened to Cleeg, this ugliness could have been avoided, and they wouldn't be full of burns and frog yeah. bits. So do you have an idea of what happens as these uh, epic skewer joust? Concludes.
3: Yeah, I think they're charging towards each other, Mm -hmm. building up momentum. And Clegg's speeder, hold fast speeder, they stole, stops working. It breaks (laughs) down, (laughs) causing Clegg to go. (laughs) What's going on? And. He has a lot of time to think of his actions. <laughs> he has a lot of time to question what's happening, uh, and Clegg just comes along in his little little um, hover chair, yeah. and just mm, <laughs> stabs him.
0: He stabs him outright.
3: Because it's not so much a joust that you're going to knock someone off here. These guys it, get sharp ends.
0: It's skewer. Yeah, I think I like this. I think that uh, I think Clegg is scampering out of the land speeder as this approaches, and he. Almost, just as he's about to jump off the top of it, the back of it, to safety, oh, yeah. he gets skewered right in, in between <coughs> the shoulder blades. Yeah, okay. It is not enough to kill him in his weird alien physiology. No. But he basically gets skewered all the way through. Oh, it's coming it, out the end. It comes out the other end. Oh, boy. And I don't think Klieg lets go. No. I think Kleeg continues back into town. <laughs> With holding a frog, space frog skewer, yeah. with now Clegg Holdfast, right. podcaster and podcast journalist, yep. podcast pod, uh, pod racer and pod race journalist, hanging from mm. the skewer, yeah. And I think he rides into town. His three and toe feet just dragging in the sand, just dragging. He's clearly still alive because he's saying like, Rawr, yep. Rawr, it's just a scratch. I live, <laughs> I live. <laughs> but Clegg yells him down, and can I think that Clegg Lars. Like it's the end of a nice animated special. Right. Gives a little morality lesson. Yeah. Right before he just dumps Clegg and rides out of town. Right. What is it that he says to the gathered crowd?
3: To the crowd, uh, he says, uh, I'm Kling Lars. I am a moisture farmer. I'm a humble man. I lost my bride, who was a slave that I freed after buying her from another creature. I lost her, but I haven't lost my heart or my way in the world. And what you all learned here today is that you should take care and be kind to those around you. You never know who you're going to need. I needed 30 men to ride out with me to fight the Tuscan Raider. <laughs> And and I'd be with them. I, I would have probably died, only I, I lost my leg and I just couldn't ride anymore. We heard this story before. <laughs> I couldn't heal. I, I didn't want to give up on her, and I don't want to give up on this creature here today. And I hope he learned his
0: lesson. I'm Klieg Lars. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing of beauty, and people know that they should applaud. So it's that kind of half-hearted applause of like, Please clap. Like, you know that's you yeah. know that was supposed to be a clap moment, yeah, yeah, but yeah. didn't quite earn it. So Quitlin Voss does not clap. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's too cool for that. Uh, and I think that Klee Glars yeah. dumps Clegg Holdvest on the ground. Yeah. Starts to turn away, feels guilty, turns back around, picks Clegg Holdvest up yeah. and takes him to whatever Mos Espa has to offer mm. that's closest to a hospital. <laughs> Moss Espa, urgent care. Moss Espa, not so urgent care. <laughs> and I think with that, we fade out. An unknown fate exactly for Clegg Holdfast, and sadly, soon, certain doom for Lars. Because that is our canon. Uh, So, (laughs) that is our story. Thank you as always, Ken, for joining me here on Data Bank Brawl.
3: Hey, it's always fun. You can follow me at Ken Napsok. Also go to Anchor Station, talk about Game of Thrones, which is back, and it's been a great start to the season, so I always appreciate being on here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And if there are characters that you guys want to see fight, feel free to send them to us. Use the hashtag Data Bank Brawl. You can suggest matchups, but boy, we love it when you just suggest characters, because then we can gather them all up. You you can also support this podcast on Patreon.com. Just go to Patreon.com slash We are building to a new goal of new theme music. We are getting closer and closer at $750 total. Also, you can find me on Anchor. I've got a station called Head Cannon, and uh, my show uh, Obsessed is on Feral Audio. You can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as at Force Center Pod. And until next time, as Luke Skywalker once said, while well, no one was really listening to him, I care. That's it for DataBank Brawl.